0: Pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes pillow pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Pillow pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Pillow pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Pillowy mounds mm-hmm. of mashed potatoes.
1: Radio Free Menga episode 3 for April 12, 2013. You know, I didn't say the dates for the last two podcasts. I apologize for that. So I will make up for that now. The last one was for May 5, 2013. And prior to that episode, one was April 28, 2013. So I will try to remember the st- excuse me, to say the date from now on. A recent article that I wrote on my blog at menga.net was I Am a Squire Snob, where I uh, explained why I play Squires uh, on, on, in a different way. Aside from just tone, aside from just playability, aside from that, I concentrated on the price points. I also concentrated on... How overpriced Fender branded guitars are these days Specifically the United States models And that's what I'm going to talk about here So, now I've had my fair share of butting heads With other guitar players on the internet over the years It's two types of people Either snotty kids that don't know any better there's, There's a lot of those and there's also snobby adults who don't know any better, and there's a lot of those too. It does amaze me how much the older crowd specifically buys into the crap that, uh well, and by crap I mean lies. As in, uh, well, maybe not lies, but just assumptions on things that are simply not true. For example, uh, one of my more popular articles in my blog is that I say tone woods do not matter on a solid-body electric. I will repeat that. On a solid-body electric, tonewoods matter on acoustics, semi hollows, and hollow bodies. But on solid-body electrics, they haven't. Excuse me, they don't. And they haven't for years. Why? Because the pickup manufacturing process and pickup technology has improved. Early guitars had very microphonic pickups, and yes, the tone wood did uh, as in the residence of the tone wood did matter at one point, but today no, it doesn't. The guitar could be made out of plywood or maple or mahogany or basswood or agathus or even cedar It doesn't matter; it will sound the same gives a guitar its tone, is the pickups and the position of the pickups and the electronics of the pickups, such as whether it's passive or active, whether it has 500k or 250k potentiometers depending on resistance, whatever. The point is that it is the electronics and the pickups that define the tone of the guitar and the positioning of those electronics, like I just said. As for tone woods, it means nothing on a solid body electric, absolutely nothing, and there is no one that can convince me otherwise because I am able to get those sinfully sweet, awesome Stevie Ray Vaughn tones, those Eric Clapton tones, those everything tones, out of Squire guitars. And here's another thing, and I can blame this on consumerism more than anything else, is that there are many guitar players that think if it's expensive, it must be good. Wrong. Especially when it comes to guitars. And in addition to that, Squire guitars in particular, there's basically no... I said this in the blog article there is no such thing as a cheap squire anymore. And I'm not referring to price. I'm referring to the build. Now, there's a term that a lot of guitar snobs throw out often, and that's the word quality. I have come to hate this word because it means nothing. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that. We'll take two other brands, Gibson and Epiphone. You have Gibson and its subsidiary of Epiphone. Same company, right? Right. Let's just say you take a Gibson SG, United States-made Gibson SG, and you take an Epiphone SG, uh, the G400 model. The guitars are basically identical to each other. Let's just say both guitars have no flaws in their builds, which is actually quite common. There's no sharp fret edges. The necks are fine. The tuners are fine. The bridge is set up properly. The pickups are mounted correctly. All the wiring is correct. Which guitar has the better quality at that point? The answer is neither. Because they're both the same. If both guitars are built correct the first time, neither has better quality than the other. The same can be said for Fender and Squire. If you have a Fender Telecaster, United States Standard Model, and then you have a Squire Classic Vibe, model, or to put like-to-like models, if you do the Fender uh, Fender American Telecaster Special and you have the Squire Classic vibe, that's the difference between a $900 guitar for the American version and a $400 guitar for the Squire version. Squire is obviously an Asian build and the Fender is an American build, which has the better quality? Neither. Because they are both built to the same spec. You're not going to find sharp fret edges, you're not going to find flaws, you're not going to find anything. Now, the it used to be that Squire did build, uh, produce shitty guitars. Uh, and you can actually put a date on this almost prior to 2006 there were a lot of plywood body guitars. Now, I own a guitar which I think is plywood body, actually I'm not even certain. It's a Samick build, 1989 uh, Squire 2 Stratocaster, which still plays fine to this day, by the way. However, I have seen Fender guitars from the same era in the early 90s, my 1993 Fender American Stratocaster being one of them that is falling apart. So which one has the worst quality? The American version. Now, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever admitted that in public before. My American Strat sucks. The truss rod popped. Yes. And I know how to adjust the truss rod, thank you very much. It popped, as in popped out of the top of the neck. I have to get a luthier to fix that someday. That's why you never see me play it, because the neck is screwed up. And it always had problems with it since day one. Brand new, 1993 build. Terrible guitar. Terrible. 18th birthday present from my father. Rest in peace, Dad, but... And he did. how would he know that back then that the American Strat, which was $625, I remember the price, back in 1993, was a piece of shit. And it was. My 89, Squire 2. The only thing that happened, two things that happened to it. One, the tremolo block crumbled due to age, which has been since replaced. And the tuners also, uh, they were a plastic button on top. They crumbled due to age. Replaced both, guitar plays fine. Still operates. No major problems with the neck. No major problems with the electronics. It's fine. The Squire is actually the better build. And it has better quality. The neck... Oh, oh I forgot to mention this about the American 93, too. The neck actually it crumbled a bit. It uh, actually, no, rotted. We're not talking about that cool, worn-in thing that happens. We're talking actual, genuine rot. Okay? So anyone that comes at me and says, oh, yeah, the American Strats, top quality bu- bullshit, I know better. Now, I am certain that the modern, the early 90s American Strats are not known to be good instruments, and I know this after doing some research on it. Anyway, my, my point is is that um country of orig- origin does not guarantee quality whatsoever, and the Asians, to be honest, are kicking our asses. They know how to mass-produce things with quality. America does not know how to do that and never has. This is why we can't build small cars. This is why we can't really mass-produce anything without it falling apart in less than a year. Okay? It's... That's a fact. Anyone in the manufacturing industry knows this is true. So... Now I'm sure there are some exceptions to the rule, not many. I think one of the few exceptions to the rule was Bose. One of the, I think Bose, un- unless this has changed, I think they were the last American manufacturer of audio speakers. The last one. Every other audio speaker was built outside of the United States borders, usually from Asian countries. But Bose was the last one, and when you bought Bose, yes, at least there was, for the longest time, you had top-quality stuff. Remember how Sony used to be top-quality stuff before they turned to crap? And this is way before PlayStation. Uh, I remember when Sony audio equipment was top-drawer stuff. You paid a premium for it, but you got something great out of it. And you did. You really did. So anyway, back to the uh, guitar thing. Now, I am... I mean it when I say I am a Squire snob. I am so disgusted with the price of Fenders these days that I actually will uh, not entertain the idea of buying American Fender guitars anymore. Even if it comes to the point where if I win the lottery or if someone decides to pay me a bunch of money, am I going to go out and buy a brand new American Strat? Very highly unlikely. Because to be honest, there's really no reason I need it. And I do, it comes to a matter of practicality at that point. And of course, as I just found out recently, the American Stratocaster has gone up in price again. How much? $200. I'm looking it up right now, and uh, American Stratocaster on sweetwater.com. The American Standard Stratocaster, 2013 model is uh let me see I'm looking it up right now just give me a second here no I'm sorry they're still doing the 2012 models but I remember they were $1000 now they're $1200 they busted over the $1000 price point and that right there is the guitar worth now it is true there is the American Special for nine hundred dollars, but that's a very different guitar. It has jumbo frets, it does not have medium jumbo. It also has some wacky circuitry with a grease bucket circuit and all this other crap and whatever. But anyway, if you want yourself an American standard, any color, um, and I'm not talking about deluxe models, because so that's seventeen hundred dollars. The standard is twelve hundred dollars. Here's the thing that really bothers me about that. First of all, is the guitar worth $1,200? No, because when I look at $1,200 for an American model, what I see is a $500 guitar with $500 going to employee benefits of Fender. I also see middleman costs, and I see a markup by the guitar store. That's what I see when I see a Fender American Stratocaster these days. I don't see quality. Not at all, and I certainly don't see that from Gibson either. Gibson as I've written written before, is overpriced to the point of being offensive. And Fender is very, very close to that point now. I can imagine by 2015, an American Standard, if the company survives that long, will probably be $1,500 for an American Standard. Fender basically has priced themselves out of the market, or actually not quite, but very, very, very close. Gibson absolutely has. Gibson is, for all intents and purposes, boutique. Gibson, like I said, it's offensive. The price is offensive for what you get, which is not damned much. And I, I have a word for describing Gibson Les Paul's furniture. It's not an instrument, it's furniture. I don't see any how anyone could have any pride in owning something so grossly overpriced that really isn't an instrument that's any better than an Epiphone Les Paul, and even the Epiphone Les Paul standards are ridiculously overpriced now, and they're not even American built. But that's another story. So anyway, if you look at a Squire Bullet Strat, and you c- now here's something that's going to blow your mind. Okay, I'll, I'm going to do the math right now as I'm recording this. The American Standard Stratocaster Street price is $1,199.99, which for all intents and purposes is $1,200, by off by one penny, not including taxes and shipping. Square Strat is one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Okay? So if you take uh what that means is uh one second. I'm just gonna bring up the percentage calculator website the difference in one hundred and twenty nine to twelve hundred yeah, who? <laughs> This—that's eight hundred and thirty. No, that can't be right. Let's try this: twelve hundred to one twenty-nine. Okay, that's more like it. The difference between a Squire to a Fender is almost a ninety percent price increase. Now let that sink in. Ninety percent more for the American model. And I made this comparison too on on the blog. If you take the lowest priced American, which is the American special, that's nine hundred, and you take the highest priced square, which is four hundred, you're paying fifty five percent more. That's the closest you can get, 55% more for an American model. Is it worth it? No, it's not. Not at all. As many people know, and by the way, on that Squire, that is the classic Vibe Telecaster, which is arguably the best classic Vibe Squire. It is, actually it is, the best classic Vibe Squire makes, and it has been... The, the praises have been sung on that guitar like crazy. Now, first of all, $400 is really high for a Squire. It is the most expensive Squire. Solid body. And uh 400 that's mid-range price. That's not cheap. Actually, f- physically, I'm talking about physically, that's actually mid-range guitar price. Now, granted, on the low end, you start at 129 for a Squire. For a standard size guitar, and I'm not... You could go lower to $100 with a Mini, but that's, you know, that's a kid's guitar. Standard size, 129 and on the high end, you do 400 The starting price of a Fender is $900. And you look at this, and I... It's like I said. I see... When I look at that price, I see a $500 guitar with added-in, possibly... Be, Union dues for luthiers, uh, markup, middleman cost, employee benefits for Fender, I see all that stuff. I don't see how, I, I'll put it this way, I see very little of that price actually going into the build. Which is incidentally why it is, the Mexican standard is literally less than half the price. The the Mexican standard is literally less than half the price of the American standard. Now, here's something to me that... uh, And I'm sorry, but this just does not make sense to me. Okay, so we have these Asian build. uh, Or to be more specific, we have Chinese. We have Japanese. Indonesian. And I think... Actually, you know what? I don't think Fender has Korean build guitars anymore. I don't think... I might be wrong, because Korea makes some awesome stuff. But anyway, I think it's just China. Well, if you want to talk about all all the countries outside of the United States that Fender uses for manufacturing, I think it's Mexico, China, Japan, and Indonesia. I think those are the four. I might be wrong. And if I am feel free to send me an email to Richard rich.mengadent or comment on the blog, and you can correct me on that. I haven't done the research into that. The point is this, is that how is it possible that with um, all the international shipping and duty taxes and the tax you pay when you buy the guitar, how is it that Fender is able to sell a guitar with a Stratocaster design for less than $150 uh, when it should be way more. When you think, have you ever shipped something to China? you know how much that costs? A lot. A ton. Try shipping something even just to Canada. See how much that costs you. And now think of the how much... uh Now I understand that the China plant I don't know which China plant makes square struts, but they evidently, they're either building them next to nothing or our American dollar is just that low in value. could be either way, I don't know. But even so, you think of the international shipping charge and it makes no sense. It really makes no sense. Unless you come to the realization that the American models are just that grossly overpriced. And that's when you really start to feel the started to feel a little frustrated and then a little angry, a lot angry about it. It's like, okay, if it costs so much to ship outside this country, inbound or outbound, why why is a domestically produced guitar so effing expensive? It should be the cheapest one, right? Right. If it's locally made, should be cheap. No international shipping. No duty fees. Just tax. And local shipping. I understand that. But the ship within the continent of the U.S. is a whole, and they're made in California. In Corona, if I'm correct. Uh, okay. If Fender is, makes, it has to charge $1,200 for an American standard, how come a pack of strings made in California isn't $25? It's not. It's four bucks. If you want to talk about markup and i know a pack of strings is a lot different compared to an entire guitar but think of this if uh you look at fender and gibson and they get these insane prices for these guitars for these american made guitars and but other uh companies that make items for musical instruments don't charge nearly as much Strings are a great example. The vast majority of strings are made right here in the states. And I understand it's just steel. I get that. But still, if they had the same markup that Fender uses, they would be about 25 bucks for a pack of strings or more. Okay, so it's just a really, really confusing and very frustrating thing. This is why I just openly stick my nose up at Fender. It's not, I don't think Fender is a bad company because then, after all, they do have Squire. So I have choice. If I want to go with an Asian build, sure, I can go with an Asian build. I can save a ton of money. So I thank them for doing that. I really do. But I stay, at the same time, I look at this, and I'm like, All right, so you're telling me, Fender, you've got an alder-bodied strat with the maple neck and these... Custom shop pickups. I don't see how you could say they're custom shop when they're mass produced. Custom shop is not supposed to be mass. Are you telling me now? I understand there's some manual involvement with each manufacturing of pickup, but you you can't put custom shop on something that's mass produced. Don't 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 sell that to me, okay? Don't try to sell that. That's insulting. It really is. So anyway, we have this American standard. Yeah, blah blah blah. Twelve hundred dollars. I'm like, no 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 no. Now, then you have a Squire, also Alderbody, also maple neck. doesn't have the, quote-unquote, custom shop pickups or whatever, but you look at it, it's the same damned guitar, just not made here. And a whole lot cheaper. And I know I'm sounding really political at this point. I'm trying not to. Honestly, I'm trying not to. But the fact, it just costs that much for something domestic there's just something very wrong with that especially for guitars it's something very there are luthiers that could put a guitar if they were in the mass production business which a lot aren't for obvious reasons but if they were i'm pretty sure they 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 could uh oh, <laughs> easily build a guitar just as good if not better for half the price all materials included, once you start buying in bulk, you take a hit for the first year, but afterwards you recover. Because I know, I mean, well, I don't know, but I, I am so certain that it can't be that much to put the damned thing together. Is all the price that is passed on to the consumer come from employee benefits, how much you pay employees per hour, How uh, basically everything but anything to do with the build of the guitar? Probably. gets it, it's insulting. It really is. Because the reason it's so insulting is that we, uh, as a guitar player, and I know many other guitar players, would want to buy nothing but American guitars. We would love to do that. We can't. Not with Fender or Gibson anyway, but I'm sticking to Fender here. We can't do it. We can't afford it. Especially when used as a regular performing machine, no. Just, just can't do it. My suggestion for Fender would simply be this: stop making American guitars, uh, mass production American guitars, making custom shop only. And if uh, that, in fact, if I was to guess, I'm pretty sure that is part of Fender's master plan. If they come to a point where the... I'm surprised Gibson hasn't done it yet, to be honest with you, where they just simply have no more regular production United States-made guitars at all. They're all made overseas, and the only ones that are actually American-built are custom shop only. They release a limited number every year, like, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of... uh, depending on market, obviously, somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,500 to 5,000 guitars. Maybe Probably less, probably less. I mean, if it was custom shop, well, using Gibson as the example here, if it was custom shop Les Paul, the United States only, then they would probably limit the number of units to somewhere in the neighborhood of, yeah, between 2,000 to 5,000 units, and I'm sure Fender would follow suit and do the same thing. If you're gonna, and, and yeah, the, each guitar would cost a bare minimum of $3,000. Probably more, probably $3,500 for a US, United States Les Paul. It is custom shop built, after all, if it goes that route. And on the Fender side, Fender has always traditionally been less in price. It would be about $2,000 for an American standard, Stratocaster. And if Fender and or Gibson decided to go that route, would I cry a river over it? No, not at all, because they're overpriced anyway. To set such a high price tag on American models is offensive to begin with. Because if I'm gonna pay that kind of cash, it better be hand built. And I mean all the way through. I don't mean I know in the uh production of guitars there's no such thing as a completely automated build. I know that. But what I'm talking about is that every single American strat should be have should have um if they're gonna price it high anyway, limit the number, raise the price. You can keep all your employees at that point pay them the same rate you're going to, and at least it would be justified to have that kind of price tag. But to pay $1,200 for a mass-produced guitar, come on. That really has no notable improvements over its Squire counterpart? That's, that's insulting. It just is. There may be even the opportunity that someone from Fender in Scottsdale may actually listen to this. And you know what? I hope they do. Because um I know not intimately, but I know both the consumer side and the bean counter side as in the corporate side of things. I uh I get that. I do. And I understand that business is business, so and uh I know guitar sales, at least as far as I know, are not as like they used to be. It's not the nineteen eighties, obviously. And if uh Fender and/or Gibson—I'll, but, but I'll stick to Fender specifically here—if Fender decides to stop mass production of American-made guitars and makes the Mexican the standard only, fine. I no, nope, I have no problem with that whatsoever. If it's a corporate decision that keeps Fender Musical in business, hear no complaints from me. I'm sure the guitar community would go nuts. Oh, Fender's not about this and that and the other thing. Whatever. Let them bitch. Let them bitch. And as far as the American models, I honestly think if you're gonna go with a high price tag, make them all custom shop. Might as well. Might as well. Now, uh, and it's like I said, I don't think this would affect the employee base of Fender Musical. I really don't. Yes, the production, uh, stateside would be a lot less. But then again, the price per unit would be able to be sold for a whole lot more. So one would assume it would even out. Um, Or not. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in Scottsdale. That's where Fender headquarters is, by the way. I don't know what goes on in Scottsdale every day. But it would be interesting to be in on a few of those production meetings. Just to think, um, both for Fender and Squire, just to see what Fender has planned for, uh, you know, the upcoming year or whatever, or what they plan to do about um, American production models. And, yeah, I would put the... I know I'm repeating myself, but I would put the idea right on the table. It's like, no more mass production American models. If you're losing money to the point where you have to keep raising the damn price and you're still not making any money, stop doing it. Simple as that. Stop doing it. Just... Uh, with the American standard, just have that build made in Mexico and have that be the standard, and then do custom shop only for American models. Uh, call it a day, problem solved. And I'm sure any guitar player, you know, listens to this, thinks, Rich, that is the most insane thing I have ever heard you say. Well, it's like I said, business is business. I get it, I totally get it, and um you know what can i say on a final note i mean i have a china build fender strat the modern player hss i don't like the neck on it very much only because it's got a gloss back instead of the uh urethane back which is non gloss that's a personal preference but the point is is that it's a strat it's it's got all the design cues everything it sounds like a strat is supposed to sound and asian builds can do it so um I figure, all right, if, let's just say the American model goes away, and, yeah, this will be the final thing I'll say because it's running long as it is. Um, Let's just say the American standard goes away and and it is replaced by, we'll just say the the standard plus. Now, there was such a thing as a strap plus, and that's not what I'm referring to, not the one with the roller nuts back in the 90s. What I'm referring to is this. If you took everything that's on the American standard, And made it a Mexican build. Okay, so then you have one model up from the Mexican standard, which would be the Strat Standard Plus, and yeah. That would totally work, because the standard has a six-screw bridge and 21-fret and blah, blah, blah. So if you actually take the American model, which is 22-fret, two-point bridge, and different electronics, whatever, and just moved all that to Mexico and say, all right, now this is the Strat Plus, same guitar, built 600 miles south. (laughs) I think the Mexican plane is 600 miles south of Corona. I'm not sure. And, you know, I apologize in advance to anyone that is offended by what I just said, but if it keeps Fender in business, I say go for it. Because I can only assume they keep raising the price because they're not making money on American models. I mean, I don't know if it was... Yeah, I think it was in 2012. Fender tried to go public. Oh, God, that was a joke. Yeah, no one wanted to do it. Did you know that... Fender Musical, Gibson, and uh Guitar Center are all private companies. Yeah, they're not publicly traded. None of them are. Because the investors are just too damned afraid to invest in something like that. That's why. Like uh okay, I'll just just for the uh record here. Okay. Gibson Guitar Corporation, private. Uh they are headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. They have a global market, but they are based in Nashville. We look at um, Fender Musical. Now, I've already said they're in Scottsdale. So, private. The uh, largest in the world because they do... They have the subsidiaries of Fender Custom Shop, Squire, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, Hamer, Command, Ovation, Takmini, Tacoma, Guild... SWR Sound Corporation and Sun. They also have Brand X, Orpheum Olympia, Hartfield, and Starcaster. Fender has their uh has their hands in a lot of pots. Okay? They're big. They're huge. But they're private. They can't go public. Now uh, also Guitar Center. Private. Not publicly traded. They've been around since nineteen fifty nine. Headquartered out of Westlake Village, California. Who's the uh, CEO? Greg Trojan, or Trohan, however that's made. They are owned by Bain Capital. This is true, but it is a private company. Musician's Friend... Uh, one second. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah, they have... Uh, that is Guitar Center. If you buy from Musician's Friend, you're buying from Guitar Center. Because... Well, okay, it's, I don't know if it's a sister company or a subsidiary, but that list includes under Guitar Center Music and Arts, Musicians Friend, GuitarCenter.com, LMI, uh, Giardinelli, Musician.com, Private Reserve Guitars, Woodwind and Brass Run, Music123, and Harmony Central. Yeah, you didn't know that belonged to Guitar Center, did you? Yes, they do. <laughs> Anyway, my point with all this is that they're all private. None of them are publicly traded. So, anyway, my whole point to saying all of that is like, okay, guys, if you're getting too big for your britches and you can't sell American mass-produced guitars where you make a buck anymore, stop doing it. Or scale it down a lot. And just, like I said, make them custom shop. I know I've repeated myself so many times, but I really want to drive that point home. Okay, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening to MengaCast, Episode 3. You can read my blog at www.menga.net. You can email me at rich at menga.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash richmenga. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash richmenga, although I think I'm pretty much giving up Facebook because I Facebook is kind of sucking ass these days. I wrote about that in my blog too, so you can find out why I think that. No, I haven't had any bad experiences on Facebook. That's not the point. It's just, I think it's kind of like a, it's going away the dodo.
0: So that's it guys.
1: Thanks for listening. Take it easy.
0: mounds of mashed potatoes.